Gorilla Healer presents Farms Not Farms podcast, season two, sponsored by BuildTheSoil.com. Hold up. Wait. We want to thank you for listening to the Farms Not Farms podcast presented by Gorilla Healer by giving you a 20% off discount code to GorillaHealer.org. Use code SEASON2 when you check out at GorillaHealer.org of any item not currently on sale. And also, be sure to check out BuildTheSoil.com, our Farms Not Farms podcast sponsor, for all of your organic soil amendment needs. BuildTheSoil.com, the Internet's number one spot for your organic soil amendments. Back to the podcast. Good, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, super blessed. Thank God. Great That's to see amazing, you. That's an amazing. It reminds me of like a, or I don't know what's around your neck, but it reminds me of like a talit, like what we wear in Judaism. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, it does kind of look like a talus a little bit. It's not mm. Jewish, though I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I love, I love ev everything about what you're wearing right now. It's awesome. Thanks so much. We'll have a little uh, Vince White. Uh, shout out to Vanna White. We have a hemp hat going on here from Gorham Brothers. Wow. And, uh, that's about all I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I really appreciate you having me and uh, and doing everything that you do to raise awareness about medical cannabis. We really there, there needs to be more more out there helping raise awareness, even with mm. all the options there. There still needs to be more. I, uh, from your mouth to God's ears, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I can say the same to you, you know, um, I've optimized the word likewise to love wise. So I'll say love wise, Mr. Kander, and you, um, you do so much to impress me and your passion. You know, I, I always say you're the only person that will love what you love the way you love it. And truly, we benefit from that magic that we all have when we feel called to share it. And in the case of you, you know, I got to experience you at, I believe it was um, some sort of cannabis uh, medical convention. And, uh, and just hearing you talk and seeing your drive and your glow for the pat your, your passion about this plant and its benefits and and applicable uses in today's you know world um i'm just really grateful to be able to have you on the show today and just to know that you exist so i salute you and i'd love to open up a window into who you are what you do what you love and what you're all about so if you'd be so kind to introduce yourself for our viewers uh that would be great thank you yeah thank you for those kind words i hope i can live up to to your observations um but yeah i'm basically just uh just someone who was born in, in baltimore maryland here in the united states and grew up um within in reisterstown a suburb of baltimore going to school and eventually going to to college within maryland at the university of maryland college park and like many people i was introduced to cannabis in high school but very quickly got interested in the the scientific aspects of it but yeah my in terms of medical cannabis my journey really 
really took off on March 3rd, 2008, when I saw the documentary Run From The Cure by Rick Simpson and everything in it resonated with me. I really believed that the people that he featured, um, it, it all made sense. And then the, the research backed everything up. So I just jumped with both feet in and started focusing almost entirely on that aspect of medical cannabis researching um, or looking into you know other testimonials and other scientific studies mm. and basically did that for several years at a, at a pretty small scale um then the next big thing was the drug policy reform conference in 2013 where i wrote a a book of sorts the comprehensive report on the cannabis extract movement so that i would have something physical to share with people and collected everything that i'd been studying over the past several years um, all the most relevant science and patient case reports and just started sharing as much as possible. And then basically through connections that I made at that conference and others that I visited, I was able to eventually begin speaking at conferences. Um, my first one was in Australia in 2014, and then I was able to do about one a year until 2020. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just great to be able to get more opportunities to share that information. Um, and then I, in 2015, I published Cannabis for the Treatment of Cancer, which was the book that was focused entirely on cancer. And I've really just been continuing to try to promote that however possible. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a, a long, hard grind, but it's, you know, there's been a lot of progress in the science and the patient case reports. And I'm just hopeful that in the next year or two, there'll really be the kind of global attention that CBD for epilepsy has received, I think that there's going to be a, a similar, if not much greater level for cannabis and cancer as a whole. So I've just been trying to, to fight for that however I can in my own small way. And I, I still have hope that it's going to explode soon. Just got to keep fighting. Well, thank you. You know, your, um, your drive saves lives because when we put a light into a dark hallway called, you know, I'm out of options. It's really important that we get to see, uh, and, and just even a glimmer of, of hope, you know, and knowing what we know, being in the position that we're in to have at this point, the unique experience of witnessing or observing success stories with cannabis being administrated in so many different scenarios you know um all we can do i mean that's why i'm doing this you know my life took a completely different turn once i saw it work how mm -hmm. does anything else matter as much you know and for me you know making music and and rapping and throwing concerts did not matter as much as sharing the information on how to help save a life you know and and, and and for you specifically you know we share we we share this uh this forum if you will of people who are dedicating our lives to learning and to sharing what we're learning about how to um you know about the potentialities the potentials of applying it to life and for me it's like you know um when we're in pain 
it doesn't matter who we are, where we are, we want to get out of it immediately. And so it's important that we have options. And so safe access to the information is the first step to being able to understand what is out there for us rather than jumping through a maze to the end of the world and the end of time to figure out how to help ourselves or somebody we love. So thank you for putting out books on, you know, filled with information on the research that you've been reading. And would you feel comfortable talking at all about what you've learned or, or why you're dedicating your life to this? I mean, obviously, I imagine you're sharing a bit of the sentiment that once you saw it work, it's, it's tough to really uh, go in another direction. So from your, from your own mouth, what are you, uh, what are you up to? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a very, like what you were just discussing, what, when you see it work and it's something so profound, um, you know, something that can actually help save lives and fight cancer is just so remarkable. And then also the fact that it is pr prohibited throughout so much of the world. Um, the fact that people don't even have this option legally in many cases, or even where legal, it's financially prohibitive. It's something that especially needs to be fought for because it's 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 a something that offers real hope that people can't get. So it just it's at the, the most fundamental level, something that needs to be fought for. Um, but yeah, people have often said, you know, there's all there's all kinds of alternative cancer treatments or other causes that can be fought for. Why this? Um, and I mean, a couple of things. One, you got to choose your lane in life. You can't fight for everything. You have a limited bandwidth. But two, I mean, there, there, like, there really is something special to this. I mean, the fact that um, you know, there, the science on in terms of other alternative cancer therapies, there really is um, a deeper level to this. With the the level of the science showing how that not only do the phytocannabinoids kill cancer cells, but our own endocannabinoids are killing cancer cells. And you have the, the whole epilepsy thing where CBD is working against seizure conditions that literally no other pharmaceuticals have worked against. I mean, that, that alone is, is a huge uh, medical breakthrough that a lot of people um, like just can't fathom that, you know, the, to, to modulate the brain, the most complex structure in the universe to, to that extent is amazing. So, I mean, this really is a special medicine um, because of the way that it interacts with the endocannabinoid system. And I just, just what I deeply believe that there's something special to it. And I think it's going to change the world and it just, it just needs to be accelerated. I, I, I have no doubt it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how quickly it's going to happen. And every day that it's delayed, there's just so much suffering. Um, whatever can be done to, to accelerate this is, is critical. And that's just what I want to do. It's true. You know, people who are, being treated conventionally and still suffering um, versus people who are able to utilize cannabis in a way that is effectively helping them not have to take debilitating medications, including ones especially for epilepsy, that might that gives you the risk of legitimately going blind and or having so many more, a myriad of other issues that you might have to take a number of other pills for. And none of them you know, not, very few of these treatments, these conventional treatments actually, um, well, let's not blanket anything. Let's just say that a lot of the medications that I'm familiar with are not helping the body operate in an, in an optimal form. It's generally helping 
raise, let's say for, for, for seizures, generally helping raise the threshold for stress to happen without the brain triggering a seizure. So ultimately it's calming the person down a whole lot in a lot of ways. And this can interact, this could affect the digestive system, so many other things. And so when we're talking about the endocannabinoid system, I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I wanted to go next. We're talking mm -hmm. about how the body regulates these major systems like our immune system, our neurological system, our digestive system. So in your, based on your understanding for somebody who's coming to this that doesn't know why cannabis has the ability to work and or, or, you know, you hear cannabis can help heal cancer. Well, what do I smoke a joint? I, I, I haven't heard of that before. Well, in my experience, the answer to that is no. And so you are learning so much that obviously somebody can read some of your books and, and learn a lot more from though. What do you have to say to, or, or you know, to the, to the person that wants to understand why cannabis has the ability to work, what the endocannabinoid system does in perhaps a, a, a you know, a digestible format? Of course. So yeah, and you touched on it, how the endocannabinoid system is involved in homeostasis, maintaining balance in most major body systems, like you said, digestive, immune system, neurological system. So for example, like when you're, when you're really stressed out, your neurons are firing too quickly, you feel the physical effect of that excessive activation. And normally when that happens, the endocannabinoid system kicks in, produces endocannabinoids on demand that activate the cannabinoid receptors to bring things back into stability. So that, Time that mechanism- So endocannabinoid, you're saying the body produces it. Endo for endocannabinoid means endogenous, which means the body's actually producing cannabinoids in this way. Yeah, exactly. So the endocannabinoids are the cannabinoid molecules that our bodies produce and their function is to link to the cannabinoid receptors, the receptors for the endocannabinoids. And these they are expressed on cells throughout the entire body, the CB1 and CB2 receptors that link to the endocannabinoids. And in the same or yeah, in the same way, the phytocannabinoids also bind to these cannabinoid receptors mimic the effects of the endocannabinoids. So when the endocannabinoid system is insufficient to maintain homeostasis, these phytocannabinoids can come in to bind to those receptors and take some of the weight off the endocannabinoids. And phytocannabinoids is from um, something from a plant, correct? Yes, yes, which is, is mainly cannabis. There's, I mean, there's other plants that have compounds with cannabinoid-like activity and that they interact with the cannabinoid receptors, but for chiefly phytocannabinoids means the classical cannabinoids like THC, like CBD from cannabis. Um, so while cannabis has been deemed illegal for well over a hundred years throughout the world, ultimately we could be considered illegal since our body creates cannabinoids. And as I understand it, when our body is having a cannabinoid deficiency or not creating enough endocannabinoids, we have the ability to supplement our body with phytocannabinoids in order to adequately, in, 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 in theory or, or, or hope, stimulate our endocannabinoid system in order to regulate these major systems to basically help heal us. Is that what we're learning? Exactly. And another interesting thing is that in many, many disease states, including many cancers, it's it's not 100% a clean correlation, but in many conditions, the cannabinoid receptors in a disease state will upregulate. So the cells will express more cannabinoid receptors, which in many cases, the researchers posit as a way to help 
to help try to restore homeostasis by the the cells expressing more receptors it's like hey can have you know cannabinoids come in and activate this to restore balance so the body is actually craving cannabinoids in this way trying to to become more receptive to them and that's what is, is the case in many cancers though they find that the cancer cells express more cannabinoid receptors than the healthy cells and that when you apply cannabinoids to the cancer cells they're more susceptible to the anti-cancer effects because there's more targets for the cannabinoids. So it actually, yeah, in, in many cases, it's, it's a defense against disease that the body has evolved to do when there's when there needs to be more balance, the cannabinoid receptors get upregulated. Sounds like an essential nutrient. Yeah, it, it really it really is essential. And yeah, it, it's crazy that you you know, you can die from drinking too much water, but you can't die from consuming too much cannabinoids. So it, it's definitely pretty essential up there um, and, and very safe on, on the safe on the level of an essential nutrient. Yeah. Um, do do in your understanding, do you know about cannabinoids protecting cells from free radicals? Uh, I mean, well, it's definitely, I don't know about the, the direct um, antioxidant effective endocannabinoids. I haven't seen much, but yeah, both, both THC and CBD are very well demonstrated to both have uh, inherent powerful antioxidant effects. Um, I think CBD has more been well demonstrated as an antioxidant, but THC definitely too has been found to be an antioxidant. Um, anyone can look at PubMed and find studies where where those effects are shown in the context of various diseases. Um, Could that yeah. be because we've had more availability or access to research CBD at this point? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly, I think it's, yeah, I'm not, it, it's, I mean, since at least a few studies have shown the antioxidant effects of THC, I mean, I, I just might not just know about as much about that particular aspect. But, but in general, I've seen in studies that antioxidant properties are generally more ascribed to CBD than THC in general, but they both definitely both have them. So if there's I mean, it's probably a number of things, but let's just say, you know, whatever comes to mind when you are doing your research or when you're you know going for a hike or just super in your passion and and in your you know uh in the zone and you're like if only people knew this you know and and it, it what would you want people to know about about what what we're doing and what what you're learning and what you're putting out i mean obviously there's a there's so much information, but if you can consolidate it enough to get somebody to care about it, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard for someone who's who doesn't know. I mean, for someone to just believe that it can fight cancer in a short amount of time, I you know I don't expect people to to do that in a way. But I wish people that would just they would just be open. You know, I start with like the epilepsy thing. It's like you know, ten years ago, would you have thought that a, a compound from cannabis could be stopping seizures from conditions that literally no pharmaceutical could touch at all. And then, you know, once people can realize that, like, you know, obviously that's the case, CBD is now FDA approved for that exact purpose. It's like, clearly there can be a higher level healing effect from cannabinoids. That's been undeniably proven. Just open up to the possibility that just like with epilepsy, 
you know, the preclinical evidence that says CBD could help with epilepsy that 100% panned out to be true. The same thing is the case with cancer. It really can fight cancer. Just like with epilepsy, it doesn't work perfectly. Um, some people need, you know, it doesn't work for, they need to experiment to find what, you know, the right combination that works or it only works partially. It's not a perfect medicine, but it does work. It absolutely does work. Same with cancer. It doesn't work perfectly, but in many cases it can cause full remission or partial remission or a very extended life. So once people accept that it can fight cancer, then I, I think that that'll trigger legalization throughout the world. I mean, how can you prohibit a cancer fighting plan i mean that it's it's i i just think it's the fastest way for prohibition to fall um and yeah also people knowing that both you know the the phytocannabinoids like thc and cbd and our own endocannabinoids like anandamide and 2ag one that they also kill cancer cells also by activating cannabinoid receptors you know, it, it's, easy, it's, it's easier to understand that phytocannabinoids are killing cancer cells in humans when you know we already have these cannabinoid compounds in us that, that, are, over, that are also showing the same effects. Um, so, yeah, I just really try to hammer those points a lot. There's definitely been a lot of progress, but, you know, going on over 13 years now, I, you know, you always hope for more, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's I'm not I'm just not going to give up until until it's until it's global. That's for sure. Well, thank God. I definitely know of some people in some places in our world that are such sweet, good people, yet they would get arrested for talking about this, let alone mm. wanting to uh, let alone helping themselves or somebody they love. And as we know, here in America, we've lived that life, although some countries, you know, the, the penalty is much worse for um, for very little. And so it's 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 crazy to think that there's such backward places in the world, even here at home, that you know are completely unwilling to look at the science and to just understand how we are all designed this way to be um people of cannabis in a way that you know we might not all need to smoke we might not all need cannabis but well let me ask you this do you think that people who don't have life-threatening ailments may benefit from cannabis yeah i mean it, it's just it depends on the person i think if people you know you can you can augment your endocannabinoid system using all kinds of other techniques like meditation exercise and other healing foods um so um, but yeah, I mean, there's so, I mean, there's no doubt that probably more than one in two people could benefit from them. Um, yeah, more than half of the population almost easily. And then of course, people who are at risk of a lot of diseases who have that in their family history, anybody with a family history of cancer, it would probably be wise to be on at least a few milligrams of CBD um, each day as a preventative, since there is a lot of strong evidence that it could uh you know, have those chemo preventive effects. Yeah, most most people could probably get some kind of benefit from it. And cannabis is administrable administratable in in many forms, including mm -hmm. um, in a in a in a protein form of food digestion uh, delivered in the hemp seed or the hemp nut as we know it. And I believe you just learned some information about that recently. Do, would you like to share anything? in regards to uh, hemp seeds? 
Yeah, yeah, that was that's cool that you yeah, I just I just saw that study recently and wrote a, a short article. But um, but yeah, so the cannabinoids like you know, THC and, and the whatnot, those are all in the flower of um cannabis. So the hemp seed doesn't have any cannabinoids in it, but indeed it's very well known for the protein constituents. Um, it's you know, it's it's marketed for for you know as a high protein food a lot. But yeah, the researchers basically metabolize the proteins into you know smaller peptide forms and then administered those peptides to liver cancer cells and found that they were also uh, killing the liver cancer cells in similar ways as um as cannabinoids interestingly enough because a big way that cannabinoids um, especially CBD kills cancer cells is by increasing the reactive oxygen species in the cancer cells. So we were talking about antioxidants earlier. Um, oxidants are, are really bad for healthy cells because they damage them. You want to use antioxidants. So CBD acts as an antioxidant to protect healthy cells. But with cancer, it's the exact opposite. It's increasing the oxidants in the cancer cells to kill them. So the CBD does that and the hemp protein or the hemp peptides derived from hemp protein, just, just naturally with enzymes, just to make them smaller. Um, but yeah, they um, were also showing to, to kill cancer. So that's really fascinating that, you know, and if I'm not sure, the one thing that's not clear is whether the peptides that they used would be naturally created in your own digestive system, which they very well could because they were using the same enzymes that, that we do have in our- It was in vitro, is that what you're saying? Yeah, but they-, they so sorry why that keeps cutting out. I don't know why. I'm going to move over a little bit. Maybe this will help slightly. The dance of life is better done with a smile. <laughs> Thank you. What was the last thing that uh, that you caught, I suppose, that I was saying? It was something along the lines of this. <laughs> you froze. Um, I, <laughs> I would love to tell you it was exact. I would love to tell you an exact quote, but I can't. I can just run that over from the top. Lovely. <laughs> nice. So yeah, basically the study was using uh, hemp protein, a derivative of hemp protein, where they just applied enzymes to the proteins to break it down into smaller peptides, applied those peptides to liver cancer cells and found that those that the yeah, that it was killing the liver cancer cells. And the interesting thing was the mechanism that it was using was similar to what CBD, how CBD is shown to work. Um, since in CBD with cancer cells is shown to increase reactive oxygen species in those cells, which, which are oxidants that, that cause their destruction. Um, and the hemp protein was doing the same thing. So that's quite interesting. Um, but what's also interesting is that CBD and I guess the hemp protein too, because it didn't affect the liver cancer or the normal healthy cells, but um, like CBD is the complete opposite with healthy cells. It acts as an antioxidant to help protect healthy cells. But with cancer, it increases the oxidants in them in order to destroy it. So it's amazing that there's that intelligence of a way to, to differentiate when it needs to be destructive and when it needs to be protective. Um, but yeah, the, the hemp protein thing is really fascinating that one day people could be taking cannabis oils and then eating hemp protein as a, as a integrative, comprehensive cannabis therapy to help fight cancer. Indeed. I, I see that as a dietary benefit in terms of healthy people, you know, 
I mean, what what what's a healthy person? Obviously, it's somebody who's in some sort of in, in, in balance, right? And they say that there's times in our lives where we have cancers building up that we wouldn't even know it. And so it's likely important in in, in this way to eat good foods and, and, and make sure that we're uptaking nutrients in a good way, which is why probiotics are so important. Mm-hmm, and yeah. definitely in terms of having hydrated cells, I know for me, when utilizing cannabis, it, it dries me out in a bit, which is a good thing for, especially let's say um, preventing cancer, you want to have you don't want to have a whole lot of mucus building up in your and saliva building up in the body. So cannabis has that ability to really dry us out, which is why cotton mouth is, is a thing though. Once mm-hmm. I started um, drinking significantly more water, I have so much more energy and I'm just like, you know, powering through the day. Whereas growing up, I was so, I was like a zombie, mm-hmm. you know, um, and dry cells can't conduct energy. So, and, and I noticed that when I take enough oil, I have, an incredible amount of energy, you know? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm noticing the intrinsic relationships between our diet and between our endocannabinoid system. And, you know, um, for me, like, I know that my, my body, my, my brain benefits from balancing out with cannabis. And again, that may not be for everybody else though, for somebody who feels healthier, it still could be a good consideration to, to research, you know, hemp seed protein and, and getting in good, um, good, uh, nutrients in you that way is, is a good, uh, um, you know, prophylactic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely passionate about nutrition. I think that a lot of problems would be resolved and, and even a lot of people, the funny thing is a lot of people who use cannabis medically, I mean, there's a subset who the problems they're dealing with could be, as or or even better alleviated by by doing really significant nutritional changes um and exercise and meditation so that can either you know either replace or or i guess better yet work in tandem with cannabis um that's yeah that's where where real health comes in if you know anybody who just relies only on cannabis is just not gonna gonna keep you going for that long you gotta and i liked how you mentioned the water thing because most people do not drink enough water it just is very uncommons even even i often have have issues with it so yeah but when when you do even that one little step alone is so good for you um yeah i also like putting like camu camu berry in my water mixed with uh msm and then you get that hyper absorption of the vitamin c that feels really great nice well here's to a a blessed water break for a moment oh nice nice i actually moved my tea I have a tea over here. That's one of my issues is I drink a lot of tea, but it's all, it's like not like black tea. It's all herbal tea. So it's, it's still pretty hydrating. Speaking of tea, Nika tea gave me some tea last night and it was incredible. So shout out to Nika tea with that tea you gave me, bro. (laughs) Incredible. What was it? It was like this vanilla almond tea. It was just incredible. (laughs) <laughs> like and like with like plain like you didn't have any like uh hot, like milk or sweetener in it let's see if like... i took a picture of it i don't know if i took a picture of it but no i had it was completely raw no sugar honey nothing no milk wow and the flavor still like came out really strong it was incredible like i literally i nearly abused him because i was like yo let me see that like there's got to be sugar in it you know what i'm saying like i was mm-hmm. like he was like no no <laughs> i said it's too good 
if I want more, <laughs> that's bad. There's got to be something up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I get this. If I like taste something that's like natural and it tastes too good, I'm like, okay, there's either some sucralose <laughs> in here or acetone or something like something who knows man but maybe they sprayed it with something i don't know but it was it's incredible <laughs> but yeah if they're using the right good vanilla extract then uh then it must have been bean yeah, it was that, it was a amazing. tea it was a tea bag so you know it looked like solid pieces in there so maybe who knows what they had in there bro <laughs> yeah maybe just some raw pieces of madagascar vanilla root That'll... I feel like it would have said that because it said natural. <laughs> this is where it really got me. It said natural flavor, uh, like like natural vanilla flavor and natural <laughs> almond flavor. And I was like, bro, look, like this is BS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like stronger than the real thing. It sounds like. I don't know, bro. I'm just I'm skeptical. It's suspect. It's too good. <laughs> um, That's good. You 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 have a really good perspective on health like you got to be vigilant <laughs> in this world because they'll try to trick you like or like it's or true and, out and there. that leads me to the next thing you know a lot of people are impressed by the focus that we discuss when they come to me for help and they say you know i've gone to doctors for 20 years and nobody's asked me what i eat or drink or what kind of water i'm drinking or what <laughs> yada yada and i'm just like wow <laughs> you know like that's the first thing that came to mind because you don't even need cannabis all you need to do is stop yeah. doing this and start doing that and i'm not saying that cannabis won't help you because it will support that it'll especially support the transition mm -hmm. but you might find that later on down the road you might need a tiny insignificant or you know a minuscule amount of this and really just supporting yourself in a healthier way and in, in a smarter exactly. way making better choices that actually benefit us not not just because we're associating with instant gratification like oh my god this is going to taste amazing but because we know that when we put it on our mouth our belly is going to feel like a million we're going to it's going to make us feel like a million bucks so all of a sudden <laughs> the stuff that before tasted terrible now is like give me more and our body asks for it you know what i mean yeah, and then the things that like were once really alluring, like a nice donut, like become <laughs> repulsive. Like, oh man, it's Bro, amazing I... how that can like completely switch from like, oh my god, that looks so amazing, to oh my god, that looks terrible. Like you're right, like you, cause you know immediately what it's gonna do to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and 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 and. and at the same time, like when I have one morsel of sugar in me, it calls out to its friends. If they're not in there, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't agree with having it. Like, you know, obviously we're human. We want, we want, you know, some of us want to uh, celebrate sometimes with a sweet or something like that. And I'm very, I don't even know if I want to use the term guilty though. I, I definitely, um, you know, I love sweets. And so it's, it's, it's important for me to remember take enough probiotics, take enough CBD. So I'm burning a lot of sugar and I'm eating all these, these sugar cells in me so that I'm balancing it out. And at the same time, when I'm, when I'm truly being mindful, I'm, I'm checking all the ingredients. I'm actually making sure not to eat sugar. I'm not going after the, the, the drive. Cause if I have a little bit of bread or a little bit of sugar, I'm going to want more and more and more. It's the same way I am. Like uh, whenever man. I like make an exception, I'm like, it kind of like, I make like a big exception. <laughs> what's up papa can't stop <laughs> yeah exactly it's just so much easier to like avoid for the most part but then like if you do make those big exceptions like rarely like I, it's like pretty rare for me like that i'll i'll eat like some kind of bread or like actual processed cane sugar so 
you know, and then, you know, like, yeah, it's good that you're doing, you know, even during those days, you eat good things around it, you know, take like some cinnamon for blood sugar control, eat a lot of greens for the blood sugar control probiotics, and, and then also exercise a little bit, like at least, you know, put that sugar to good use, like then it, then it's far, far less harmful if you actually utilize it properly. Yo, people, people are laughing, but I'm going to show you recently, I've been going to this doctor who practices Chinese medicine and, nice. uh, He's from China. He's a wizard, right? And uh, if you ever come to Boulder and you want some ridiculous acupuncture, let me know and you can see this man. And he has got the illest library of Chinese um, supplements. I don't want to get him in trouble. Though you get some tea from him and there's like 15 different things in it. And they're incredible. Though anyway, he told me for me because I was having, you know, back pain and I went there for my back. He put some needles in my knees in the back of my legs and he's like, all right, walk around in my back. It was laughable how much how how much relief I had. The, <laughs> he, he told me, like, do this a thousand times a day. And I laughed in his face. I was like, a thousand times? What are you nuts? Because at that time, I couldn't even do 20 or 30 of them. It was like, <laughs> all right, I'm done. And now I do a lot of them. But really, I realized that if I do it a little bit after I eat, I burp almost immediately. Like, within, like, 10 or 20 of them, I start burping. And then I started realizing, like, okay, like, this is truly actually helping get my metabolism moving and you know how often am i just sitting around working all day long and i might be walking in a tiny little area in an office space or something like that or just sitting at a computer and so if i'm just getting a little bit of work in I'm, my digestive system is moving and i feel so much better and so i started telling that to my clients i'm like listen just do it tiny bit because you know i tell people dance to one song a day and not everybody's going to do that all the time and not everybody's going to do this all the time but once you start feeling some you know, some relief. You're like, all right, there's something to that, you know, and uh, a little bit of movement. You know, I'm glad you brought up exercise because that's what Gorilla Healer is all about. Diet, healthcare, and lifestyle. And I believe these are the three pillars of, yeah, of, uh, of, of, you know, existence because how we live our life affects the quality of our life. The diet, the, what we eat and drink, go, what we put in our bodies affect us and affects our health care. It's, it's, it's all related, you know? And uh, so, you know, having somebody like you on here for me is just <laughs> a field day. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a field trip because, you know, I, I just use such a wealth of information just because of, 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 like I said, what you love and what you've been paying attention to. And so, you know, you, the, the, the Justin Candor in the rainbow helps us see more of ourselves. Nice. I appreciate that. I definitely would love to help inspire people to, to take more healthy steps. And like you said about doing like small bits of exercise, I was looking into that recently and yeah, like research shows that even, you know, small bits of five to 10 minute, you know, decent exercise workout throughout the day is really good for your metabolism and health overall. Um, and yeah, so people don't, you know, if they, they're like, oh, I can't go for 30 minutes or an hour to the gym, I'm just not going to do anything. You, you know, it's much you can still break it down throughout the day and still get massive benefits. Um, really easy, yeah. simple things that you can do. Um, yeah, like that exercise you did and like qigong, like you can do like this, like this gets your chest really good. I do that a lot. Um, thank yeah, you for it, bringing up qigong. I definitely want to get more into that. I'm always thinking about it. Yeah, well, this is a good sign. Yeah, it, it's like there's like a couple exercises that are in my daily routine, and yeah, it just it gets your heart rate up and. And just keeps you keeps your energy just really good um 
I think that that like I, I learned about it at a cancer event actually, and yeah, I think that there you know something about moving your energies or just the blood flow and all the good stuff that happens from those motions could also probably be a good part of integrative cancer therapy. Mm, yeah, if we're a body full of energy, then we you know energy is uh, in, constantly in a state of flow. Is that uh, something I just made up or not? No, I'm well, yeah, I mean, well, what the Qi Gong guy was explaining, you know, is like your energy gets trapped and, you know, stagnant in places and that corresponds to where cancers emerge. So, yeah, it's you need a good flow. So by doing the exercises, they get the flow going, you you break up those stagnations and it helps break the tumor down is how the, the theory goes. And if we break that down to like, you know, what's above, so below, then we can consider the to, to potentiate cell communication is the pinpoint of i was just talking about this one with my boy jay glaze it's the pinpoint of the you know the window of opportunity where that communication is going to take place and how that happens is so important because it affects the chain of everything else in life from now on mm -hmm. and so if we're able it, you know if there's an obstruction of communication then then the body's not able to do what it's supposed to do so the cells need to be able to communicate in order for this be it to, to take place and to, for, for information to be able to travel and then, you know, uh, application to, to happen. And so, you know, it's all about um, flow. Yeah, it really is. Like you can feel even those like kind of esoteric things, like anybody can feel like when you really get into a, a deep practice that designed to, you know, meditation or those kinds of yogic, yogic practices that are meant to to stimulate and balance and and yet drive the proper flow of your energies there's a there's definitely some some amazing things that happen like i actually went pretty hard with my friend the past couple of nights like doing some yoga and high intensity interval training like and yeah like when you're really pushing yourself beyond what you think your limit is like there's there's like some energy flow stuff that's hard to describe it's there's there's like some spirituality there that's for sure <laughs> yeah my uh um yes i i i have uh, witnessed this and i have felt this in certain ways and um i see how important breath work is and mm. you know i was just talking to my mother about this yesterday you know we grew up or i grew up breathing through my mouth and I've learned that that is associated with a more anxious state of being, which oh, yeah, really resembles how I grew up. And so no, learning to breathe through my nose has been really helpful for my focus and for my state of being, being calmer. And um, finding out that like short breaths through the mouth that literally sends us, and it doesn't have to be that extreme, but that sends us into a state of stress, whereas longer drawn breaths send us into a state of ease. So the difference between ease, or let's say what what's the opposite of ease? Dis-ease. Uh -huh. So if we're staying in a state of ease, we're, we're allowing um, more blood to our blood to flow better. Our, our, we're allowing the flow to take place in a, in a better way, right? And so I feel calmer and I feel um, like I'm more alive and I'm able to take in more oxygen and it's, it, it, it feels, it all feels so related, which is one of the reasons why I'm so intrigued 
by Qigong, um, because when I when I saw that at this uh, center in New Mexico, hmm. man, this 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 guy was full of so much peace and light, and to see that him working with with you know energy. <laughs> which is what we are, we, we're, we're vibrational beings. So when we learn to tap into this force field that we are a part of, wow, it's, it's, it's amazing. What, do you have any uh, insight if somebody wanted to look into Qigong that, that you said you have a practice? Um, perhaps you can uh, um, you know, tell somebody how to, how to look into it. Um, well, there's a lot of videos. Just searching it on YouTube would definitely give a lot of amazing information right there. I just learned from i don't remember the instructor's name but he was with like the blue dragon Qigong academy um i believe based in florida the um but yeah i mean just that that one i've just been doing the, the you know the instructions that he he gave from from there when i learned and that's you know this it's one of the, it's not like my main thing that i do so i haven't gotten really deeply into it but just the the couple exercises that i learned there have been so helpful in the you know the the general practices of, of other yoga exercise and uh taekwondo related training mm. awesome well it's been really fun catching up with you i wonder if there's anything else that um you know i i kind of already asked you the question before if if, if there's anything that you would want people to know though i'll give you another chance you know while we're here and while people are tuning in first you know before uh, well, you can you can do this at the same time. Definitely um, shout out your books and where to get them and and how to uh, stay in touch with you and uh, connect with you. And, you know, so please uh, touch on that as well as um, taking the opportunity with the floor to just say anything else supportive of, uh, you know, your interests and why you do what you do in the world. And yeah, thank you. Nice, nice. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so to start out, the number one thing is my, you know, my my book on cannabis cancer and cancer is available at freecannabiscancerbook.com. And then the other one, the comprehensive report on the cannabis extract movement is at cannabis cannabisextractreport.com. And um, I also have them available at at, a, a, at buycannabisbooks.com, which is where I sell them if someone wants to pay. But there's there's still free download links there as well, so they're still free. But uh, that has like a couple other books that I've written to um, about the endocannabinoid system. Um, and yeah, then there's cannabisdeclaration.com. So I've, I've it's the cannabis for cancer declaration where I've gathered over 30 medical professionals who agree cannabis can fight cancer in at least some cases. So there's a lot of great information summarized there. And it's a good way to, to see and to show others that there really is a lot of medical support for this application of medical cannabis. And it's not, you know, a super fringe thing. So that can that's really good for, for helping understand the legitimacy of this. Um, and yeah, I mean, my other message is just always try to go harder with nutrition, exercise, and meditation. If anything is not good in your life, then having better nutrition, more exercise or more meditation or, or deeper, uh, you know, deeper meditation or exercise is that a lot of problems can be greatly alleviated with those practices. I mean, it, you know, no one's going to solve every single problem they have there. I mean, we'll never solve our, the problems in our lives 100 percent. It just won't happen. But by doing these nutritional practices, you're in a far, far better mindset and physical state to challenge them so yeah that's the way to go 
Beautiful. Well, definitely, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, please consider going to Justin's websites and buying his books. He's done so much work into researching this for us to benefit, and it's so worth it. Even if you get the free ones and then you're like, wow, this this guy really is going to be well served with a little more fuel <laughs> to keep going. Let's support Justin Kander and his efforts to help educate the world about this sacred plant and um and uh justin thank you so much really you're uh you're a true gem i look forward to connecting with you more and in any way that i or gorilla healer can support your efforts i feel called to do this immensely i feel like we're so aligned in our goals to just help illuminate us and our world and um i salute you yeah i, I mean it means a lot this is a a really great podcast well probably one of the best that i've done because we got wow. like more than cannabis and stuff like i'm i'm like my passions for other you know those other natural healing things have have increased a lot in the past couple of years so i really like talking about that in addition to cannabis stuff so i appreciate that opportunity and that you're so passionate about it as well because it's it's critical for our world my pleasure i i was i was getting into this earlier though i got a little sidetracked i i was saying i tend to impress people when they hit me up talking about um you know what kind of cannabis oils can they get or, or or how much can they get and i and i said impress people sometimes i piss people off because i'm like oh you want you came to me for cannabis but i want to talk to you about what you're eating what you're yeah. drinking, what you're doing day to day and they're like i didn't come to you for all this and i'm like <laughs> all right well i i want to help you uh-huh. You know, I'm not here to just take your money. I can, you know, like we could put a Band-Aid every single time you want to put a Band-Aid on it, but you're going to have to keep putting a Band-Aid on it and it's going to get worse and worse over time. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's like people go, you know, this other consideration or this other side of medical cannabis where somebody's going to do a dispensary for help and they're coming out with a freaking brownie for cancer. Yeah. And it's like, well, hmm, let me uh, just have a little bit of counterproductivity over here so that I can, you know, and, and, and who am I to say that that's not going to help somebody? So I'm not here to tell you it's not going to work. I'm just going to hit it. I'm here to tell you that that kind of stuff is New York because I don't I don't feed can uh, sugar to people with cancer. I just won't do it, which is why you won't see you don't see gummies on my page or other edibles on my page, even though I, I, I want to give you a tasty and healthy op option. You know, I'd rather say here's this capsule take it or you know yeah, or or like infused oil, like, what'd you say an infused olive oil i mean that's like one of the best delivery mechanisms because it's more precise than an edible can ever be more standardized you know better delivery mechanism i mean some people can't tolerate the taste but like yeah then you have capsules it's like edibles, yeah. <laughs> edibles for the vast majority of people i you know i mean for especially the vast majority of people with serious diseases i just don't think is the way to go it's it's you know if you have a clean oil and you're infusing your healthy foods cool i don't necessarily i don't think that's necessary i think it's it's um it's necessary to you know depending on what's going on to vary your administrations which means like you know god forbid i'm in a situation where i have you know well, let's just say person x has cancer and you know um um, and it's, it, let's say it's metastasized in different parts of the body in that way, I'd probably want to ingest it if it was me, go, you know, and I'd probably want to 
consider doing some sort of suppository method so it can get into my bloodstream in another way. So I'm hitting the body from different angles. If it's protruding through the skin, I might want to address it topically. I might want to go sublingually. So it might, might go to my brain so I can get, you know, uh, quicker, uh, uh, blood-brain barrier uh, re registration that way as well, and there's so many different ways I might go about it. And you know, it's like um, I, I I think it's important for people to know that one size doesn't fit all. When we put up an umbrella to say what would help everybody, everybody who doesn't fit under the umbrella gets wet. And in this case, when we're talking about health, it's uh, you know, it's life we're talking about. So it's really precious. And so, you know, when somebody comes to me for, a, for, for an oil and I'm talking to them about diet, you know, I tend to lose a lot of clients because of that. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I want to do the real work. And when somebody comes to me and they want to do the real work, what a pleasure. And, and, mm -hmm. I, and I also want to help the people that don't want to do the real work. At the same time, I've enabled so many people by giving out free oil for, for years. I realized mm -hmm. that. I need to invest in me in order for me to get ahead. And, and, and if I'm not going to do that and I accept something free from you, well, then it might help me for a little bit, but I'm just going to keep making the same choices that got me here in the first <laughs> place. So I really need to make these choices myself. Yeah, it's, it's that, that's the, the right perspective. It's, it's hard to know how to help people to the, the best ways, but yeah, yeah, doing whatever you can to get people invested in their own health and convincing them to, to open up to to what you know they need to do for the long term it's yeah it can be challenging as you've clearly seen but it's it's worth it than just you know going over going just yeah passing over it yeah you know with with less of a healthy diet we have less of a reason to care because we're more disassociated from our soul and from ourselves and so we're ultimately just you know in this like in this uh in this, uh, uh, um, you know, stuck to the matrix. It's like we're holding on to this electric cord, and we're like, uh, and finally, we're like, <laughs> long enough, we're like, wow, what's going on over there, you know? And uh, so, yeah, any reason to care? I feel like that's what we're looking for. So here's to uh, supporting sovereignty, our em empowering our individual uh, ability to respond to our abilities to research. And this means being responsible individuals, knowing what we're supporting with our money, whether it be crypto or dollars or whatever kind of uh, <laughs> money it is, knowing what we're supporting because we vote with our dollar. And if I give money, my money to a company that's feeding us chemicals and poison, well, then I am voting for that to stay around. And I'm voting for the <laughs> supermarket down the street to carry 90% of things that are called food that don't fit the net definition. <laughs> so... It, it's up to me to uh, and and us to to heal ourselves so we can heal the world and and that's what sovereignty is all about and why I'm so just grateful for you giving out all this information so that people can get a hold of it themselves and make educated choices. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah, I appreciate. It. Yeah, we're uh, anyone who's like promote, yeah, promoting. This kind of lifestyle is definitely we're all all on a team together to try to make sure that this world goes down the right path. It's we might not have as much of like the the sweet cakes, but there's there's a greater sweetness to be had. <laughs> hey, when you can feel this smile for yourself in your own body, then you know that sweetness. And what's a cake when you when you are when you know. <laughs> 
when you are the cake we are the light they say, yeah, that's a good one too. it's like well look in the mirror who needs a cake when you are the cake i'll have to keep that one in mind <laughs> <laughs> yes sir well once again salute and uh i look forward to doing this again may we have more conversations in good ways absolutely thank you it was a great a great a great time thank you so much for having me honored honored keep up the amazing work and uh as we say lots of haslacha <laughs> <laughs> thank you be well brother you too bye 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 and uh or i'll say uh till the next time and uh for more information check out farmsnotfarms.org to um check out all of the episodes and uh you can also subscribe to farms not farms podcast on spotify or apple music thank you and um love and we're gonna end on a deep breath as we typically do so feel free to join in not too hard not too quick I noticed that when I take a, a really hard breath, it's like, <sighs> I find that that makes me feel a little more stressed. So I take nice, <laughs> easy breaths. So I'll do it one more time on the count of three. One, two, three. And we're out. Love. Thank you for listening to the Farms Not Farms podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can also watch the podcast at youtube.com slash burntmd. Thank you.